It is April 12th, 2022. We've got new NXT 2.0 tag team champions. Lots more tonight on NXT 2.0 coverage. This is the Wrestling Inc. podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Alfred Kanawa and NYC Demon Diva Issa. Tonight, let's talk about NXT. A night where many belts, many championships were on the line. And a lot to get into. But uh, before we dive into the uh, wrestling, Alfred, what's going on in the news? A lot going on in the news. Good to be back with you, too. I, I love to be back together. It feels so right. And uh, speaking of reunions. We're the, we're the, the first, three best friends that anybody could have. True. Three best friends. Absolutely. Speaking of reunions, uh, for the first time in 30 years, a uh, WWE pay-per-view event will take place um, from the United Kingdom in Principality Stadium in Cardiff, Wales, September 3rd. That is a Saturday, 2022. They will not be going head-to-head with AEW as some thought might happen, uh, but they will have an event this September. So, Issa, I'm going to go to you first. Who will Cody Rhodes be defending the WWE Championship against all that event? <laughs> oh, no, slow down. Slow down. Like, <laughs> nobody, first of all. He's not going to have the title by then. He's going to be fighting for the 24-7 championship in a different time zone. <laughs> I'm excited for this pay-per-view. I, 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 a lot of people, I was talking about on my stream earlier, and people were like, I can't wait to see the card. I don't care what the card's going to be. It's a pay-per-view in the UK for the first time in 30 years. Very excited for that fan base who's very committed to losing sleep over wrestling. It's about time they go over there. So I'm super excited to see what happens. Yeah. I mean, it's about time, right? We hear that the UK audience has wanted this for a long time. They've wanted them to come back. And uh, I think you know, now is going to be a great time. Hopefully, if everything continues to stabilize with the world, this will be a fantastic event for wrestling fans around the world, but especially those in the UK who can be there and watch it in person. Very special. But I'm very much looking forward to the crowd interaction because these UK crowds are really mm-hmm. great. And the fact that it is the first time in 30 years uh, is going to obviously be a special moment. So, you know, they're going to be geeked for that. But either way, I mean, we've seen some of those NXT shows they used to do in the old NXT 1.0 era. And when they would go to the UK, I mean, I think it was one of the best shows WWE's ever produced in terms of the amount of chance yes. that they do. And they really treat it like a soccer show. I really like when oh, UK yeah. wrestling crowds are hot. The takeover in London was one of my favorite takeovers, probably because mm-hmm. of that Jack Ripper style uh, Demon Balor entrance that we saw. Oh, I, yeah. I rag over that so much. I thought it was awesome. Yeah, that's great. So that should be a fun show. Looking forward to it. I don't know, no name for it yet, I don't, I don't believe, but uh, it should be a, a really great show. I think a lot of great things going to happen there. Uh, speaking of great things, here's a weird story that I felt was random, but still pretty awesome. There were apparently plans when Pat McAfee wrestled his original first match against Adam Cole at NXT War Games after he lost there were internal discussions to possibly bring in the GOAT quarterback Aaron Rodgers you will find in. this awesome you will find this awesome they should have given me the news today <laughs> no this is the greatest news story of the year Isa Aaron Rodgers <laughs> was potentially considered of the Green Bay Packers to team up with Pat McAfee um, in some form of fashion maybe against the undisputed era but uh, they really didn't get past the internal discussions but I think that's pretty awesome. Aaron Rodgers and Pat McAfee. Can you guys think of a better tag team in the history of professional wrestling than Aaron Rodgers and anybody, let alone Aaron Rodgers and Pat McAfee? Glenn? Hard pressed, hard pressed, Alfred. Uh, no, we saw it tonight. Pretty deadly. It's the greatest tag team we've ever seen. So I uh, already... really vanilla. Oh, the Sig Fried and Roy of NXT 2.0. Absolutely. Going for. On the rain. Sorry. <laughs> 
they kind of remind me of the Beverly Brothers, actually, if you guys remember those with uh, the flamboyance. And I really like what they're going for. Very old school, but still metrosexual vibe to this. Type. They look like they should be hosting a Norwegian show for children. What? You want You want children to be? No, those no, are no. not a no, They look no, like they should children. be hosting a kid's show. They look like they should be hosting a kid's show. They're very positive. They have a lot of energy. They're adult-oriented. Aaron Rodgers would have been incredible in NXT, Alfred. Thank you for sharing such an important piece of news with us. Very important piece of news. If Aaron Rodgers were to come to WWE, uh, when do you think he should beat Roman Reigns for the WWE Championship, Issa? Never. Never, Alfred. Nobody (laughs) is beating Roman Reigns, who, by the way, was acknowledged on Young Rock tonight, if you guys missed it. It was incredible. It was really really cute. It's a really cute... uh, clip and they have little Roman like jumping on Young Rock and he says acknowledge me and then they pause it and put all of his accolades on the screen oh it was perfect I can't wait for Roman to beat the Rock's ass <laughs> we might get an angle and that could be fun yes yeah anything else in our news? final news story so internally it's a little pecking order news in terms of who's the top baby face and heels it looks like at least according to PW Insider, that internally Cody Rhodes is listed as the number two babyface on the Raw brand, while Bobby Lashley is listed as the top babyface. AJ Styles is number three. On the heel side, Seth Rollins is number one babyface, followed by Kevin Owens, and then Edge and Damian Priest. And of course, on SmackDown, Drew McIntyre is listed internally as the number one babyface. Roman Reigns is listed internally as the number one heel. Does any of this surprise you guys, starting with you, Issa? I think um, Cody Rhodes is probably the hottest baby face going right now because of the Lashley turn just happened, but I did enjoy his promo yesterday, and I think um, I'm very shocked that they don't have Roman listed as the Raw also number one heel, to be honest with you. That kind of surprised me. Um, And I also was shocked to not see Drew McIntyre's sword being the number one heel on SmackDown. You know, I I thought Angela (laughs) should have been the number one heel for sure. Well, Madcap Moss is going to have a, quite a face turn when he goes up against Happy oh Corbin. God, you're so obsessed with this. <laughs> <laughs> I think Madcap Moss is going to work out. You heard it here first. Maybe they'll change his name even. If anybody needs a name change, it's they're changing everybody's name. They need to change Madcap Moss's name, but I think Riddick Moss. Why would you name him, Alfred? Riddick Moss. Just go, I think they should go back to Riddick Moss. It's his real name. I okay. mean, he's what about you, Glenn, since he's your favorite? What would you name him? I think Madcap. How about Madball? You know, like Mad Balls. Mad Ball. Everyone in the 80s loved Mad Balls. <laughs> they were those little, like, they looked like baseballs, but they had, like, ugly faces yeah. on them. Mad Balls. 80s references are too updated for Vince McMahon. You, you want to go for the, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. for the 60s references. Oh, it's come like Johnny Lightning. No, uh, yeah. yeah, we'll go real old school, you know? <laughs> Jumping Jack Moss. Yes. Yeah. Not joking. <laughs> I actually like that. Jumping Jack there Moss is pretty good. That's the news. Uh, me. Mealy499 saying they keep teasing the bloodline. You think the Usos make a trip to NXT? Love Mellow and the dress shoes reminded me of The Rock and Wendy. So cute. I don't know if they're going to have the Usos. I think uh, going for both titles right now, they, their, their dance card's pretty full. Well, that's why I think they're going to NXT. I think they keep saying really? complete the mission. And I'm not necessarily saying they're going to try to win the NXT tag titles, but if and when they win both of those unified titles, they can go around saying they're the best tag team in all of WWE. And an Usos cameo with Solo Sokoa there, I think would be a great moment. And I think them going there to just kind of check the tag team champions, maybe have a non-title match or a showcase match against the tag team champions there. I could absolutely see that. This sounds like, um, this sounds like such fantasy booking gone wrong. Like this sounds like the sort of thing in WCW 
that somebody would have convinced Bischoff, like, okay, hear me out on this. So we're going to win the main title. We're going to win the titles and we're going to win these other titles. And we're going to go around. We're going to get every championship in the promotion all on us. And what happens in the end? I don't know. But first, it's very important that we win all the gold, that we have all of it. it. Find a way to get the women's title as well. Like, we're going to make it all work. If Roman needs somebody for that, I'm gladly volunteer. Let's be not podcast two dollars. Welcome back to Triple Threat. Good. It feels like it's been a while since we've. Uh, it has been a while. Done this. You brought up the women's title, Glenn. I mean, Naomi does have the women's tag team championship, and you know, yeah, it's yeah, true. It's true. Mergers and acquisitions, man. Uh, association, it's already there. Uh, Four ninety nine. Steve Marcucci saying the top three or four women WWE can build the women's division around in the future, not including the horsewomen. I mean, Bianca, Rhea. Yeah. Yeah, I think Liv Morgan, I, I think they keep sleeping on her. And the story to be told about her winning her first championship, that's something people are going to get behind. I think that's somebody. And, they still have Asuka. and you still yeah. have Asuka around. I think Raquel could make an impact in WWE now that she's called up. I, I really like her. And there's still a few people in NXT that could come up and really make a change. Io Shirai could still come up and, yeah. and be part of that. There are some names that are not um, you know, involving the horsewomen. So before we get into NXT, I promise this because somebody uh, asked. I've been thinking about this all day. One of my favorite comedians of all time, Gilbert Godfrey, passed away today yeah. at the mm, age of 67. Uh, succumbed to a heart abnormality called recurrent ventricular tachycardia, which is an arrhythmia caused by myotonic dystrophy. Dystrophy. And if you remember my favorite routine of his, I'm just going to say I hope he caught it. From Catherine Zeta Jones. Uh, but <laughs> in the spirit of that bit, I have had a recurring rant on this podcast, and I thought I would do this was very Gilbert inspired, very inspired by the Michael Douglas, Catherine Zeta Jones, Gilbert Godfrey bit. And that is Glenn Rubenstein's Things I Would Rather Do Than Spend Three Hours Watching Monday Night Raw. <laughs> so I've, I've thought about this. I would rather watch the WWE staff prepare catering and not even get to eat anything than watch three hours of Monday Night Raw. I would rather hang out and watch Finn Balor describe his exercise and nutrition routine. I'm not even going to watch him work out. I'm just going to listen to him talk about all the things he can't eat. And that would be more enticing to me than three hours of Monday Night Raw with commercials. In fact, I would rather have any wrestler explain to me how with their strict diet, food is merely fuel for them and they get no enjoyment out of it. That sounds more riveting than a three-hour episode of Monday Night Raw. In fact, I would rather listen to Kenny Omega recap episodes of Family Ma- Family Matters acting out the Steve Urkel parts, and he's going to do the voice, and it's going to be very <laughs> and very insensitive and very questionable in this modern environment, but I would rather listen to Kenny Omega do that than watch three hours of Monday Night Raw. In fact, I'd rather get a map and have Shawn Michaels attempt to pinpoint geographically the exact location where he lost his smile... <laughs> And watch three hours of Monday Night Raw. In fact, I would rather listen to that girl from the truth ads, you know, the one that talks and ends every sentence like it's a question. I would rather have her explain to me the concept of free markets in the modern economy than watch three hours of Monday Night Raw. In fact, I would rather attend a timeshare presentation by the Shining Stars and be pressured into buying something repeatedly as I said no. Yes. That sounds better than a three-hour Monday Night Raw. I would rather listen to outtakes from Joe Gacy promos, the stuff they didn't think was even good enough to make the air. That sounds better to me. And three hours of Monday Night Raw on the USA Network. In fact, I would rather explain what a bussy is to Vince McMahon and answer all of his follow-up questions. It would be very uncomfortable. I might have to get a chart. I would rather do that than three hours of Monday Night Raw. In fact, I would rather watch Dan Lambert rehearse a promo, just like in the mirror talking to himself. That that. sounds better than what is on. In fact, I'd rather listen to John Cena practice Mandarin, a language I do not even understand. 
And I think for three hours, that would be more riveting. Well, can watch you actually watch that? Can you, will you be able to see it? I'll just listen. I'll just listen to him speak. And I'll be like, I have no clue what he's saying, but I'm intrigued. And oh, his, his dialect and grasp of the language is so good. You go, John. Uh, I would rather watch The Chaperone and like learn all the behind the scenes details of how this film came together from the writing, the concept, the casting, the production, what they ate on set, which would be more riveting three hours than raw i would rather watch dolph ziggler stand up and not just a set but the material he's workshopping the stuff that's not really <laughs> even going anywhere and i think that would tell more of a story i would rather listen to jeff hardy's music and close my eyes the entire time and pretend i was grooving along <laughs> like yes jeff this is your true art wrestling is just a side hustle that sounds better i'd rather go up to matt riddle and say bro and then just watch him stare at me blankly and confused while i said nothing else which I think would be more riveting, that confused expression, than three hours of Monday Night Raw. I would rather hang out with Glenn Jacobs while he watches Fox News and composes his tweets <laughs> and just sit there muttering to himself angrily and making himself crack up, which seems like a better three hours of time. I'd rather listen to EC3 explain how Control Your Narrative isn't an alt-right wrestling promotion and just watch him talk himself in circles and dig that ditch deeper, which sounds more riveting than Monday Night Raw. In fact, I'd rather have Nia Jax explain to me how and why vaccines don't work followed by Drake Wirtz talking to me about everything that's wrong with America, then watch three hours of Monday Night Raw. And lastly, I would rather uh, not even just watch, I'd rather accompany Goldberg to get a colonoscopy and hold his hand to him offer emotional support. And I'm pretty sure whatever <laughs> I saw on screen would have more twists and turns than your average episode of Monday Night Raw on the USA Network. Rest in peace, Gilbert Gottfried. We're going to miss you. <laughs> Rest in power. Great. Very nicely done. I love it. I would Pretty rather nice listen to that rant all over again than watch an episode of Monday Night Raw. <laughs> would you rather see Aaron Rodgers win the WWE Championship than watch Monday Night Raw? Just to confirm. Well, would it happen on Monday Night Raw, though? No, it would happen on NXT. Then I'm game for it. Absolutely. Then I'm good. 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 I don't understand what Alfred's deal with Roman losing this title is tonight, but we're going to fight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that wasn't about Roman. That was just about Aaron no, 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 no. You mentioned this four times now, and I feel like you, you're trying to trigger me, and it's working. It's working. <laughs> <laughs> I can see how much you miss me. I did. I absolutely did. I had this, uh, you know, a couple of weeks worth of Aaron Rodgers jokes. <laughs> <laughs> you got to save my, you know. Course. Like uh, I keep, I keep my my notepad file of all the all the things that have disappeared from the world. All the, I started all one. I started one. When I have it long, I will read it to you. Since you read yours, when I have a better list, but I started one of things that I wonder about randomly. Yeah, I mean, it's you know, you got to write it down because as you get older, you forget it all. Yeah, um. So tonight we opened NXT 2.0 with Solo Sokoa versus Cameron Grimes for the NXT North American Title. What did you think of this, Issa? And how did Solo look tonight, even in losing, going down in defeat to Cameron Grimes? I really, I'm a big fan of Solo Sequoia. I don't want to see him lose anymore in NXT. I, I don't want him to lose any kind of momentum. I thought he looked great. I haven't been able to keep up with NXT because I've been so busy. So I completely forgot that Cameron Grimes have won this title, <laughs> to be quite honest <laughs> with you. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I don't want to see Sol Sokoa continue to lose. I don't, I, I like the match. I thought he looked great, but he don't need to lose. Um, Cameron Grimes bringing the bloodline, I thought was a nice touch, especially with the chant. Was like the chants that were going on behind, you know, the Uso chants and this and that. It was good. It was good on Grimes to play with the crowd, but 
I feel like that was a mistake, but I'm not going to be mad at the thesis. I love the ending. I know Mia brought it up earlier. I thought that Carmelo Hayes looked great, and he should be upset and still trying to go get his title back. So overall, it was a fun opening to the episode of NXT. Yeah. What did you think of the match, and what do you think about that with uh, Trick and Carmelo attacking Grimes after and what that's going to mean for this title going forward in this feud, Alfred? Yeah, so it looks like they're going to go back to Carmelo Hayes versus Cameron Grimes. I do see Carmelo Hayes regaining that title um, sooner rather than later, but I will be honest, I thought Sokoa was going to win this match. I, I thought that, you know, they told this great story with Cameron Grimes. He won the title. He got his moment. He got his first championship. And I just thought, you know, like Issa, I don't think he should be losing. I thought that they were doing a good job building him up as a monster. We really saw him lose to Gunther not too long ago, and I thought this was just going to be them having him beat Cameron Grimes and then kind of going with Solo Sokoa. So I was actually pretty surprised to see him lose. Yeah. I just, I feel like with NXT right now and these recent call-ups, there's probably not going to be any more anytime soon, but I feel like Solo and Cameron, especially, man, like there's no reason for either of them to stay in NXT. Yeah. Well, I think Solo could stand to, you know, he's very good for his experience. He's and, great. You know, he's got it in his blood and all that stuff, but I think he can use, a, you know, maybe six more months, maybe, or a couple more months, however you want to split it. But Cameron Grimes, Ben should have been on the main roster. He was overqualified the day he stepped into NXT. Yeah, I think with Solo, it's such an obvious choice of what you need to do with him when he comes to the main roster. And right now you have a good story going with Roman and the Usos to keep him in NXT for a little bit longer until you can incorporate him with the bloodline or against the bloodline, keeping him in NXT in the meantime. Do you think that if Solo joins the bloodline, like we're starting to veer into like NWO Wolfpack territory? No, he's going to come in and he's going to unify the United States and Intercontinental Championship. Oh, this is going to be such a boring company. Speak for yourself, sir. <laughs> I mean, I'm already all of this, all of it. Like, look at already at the title of most non-quality feuds and matches in WWE, and it's like we're just taking those out of the equation. Ah, uh, you know? no, you're. I mean, you're make what well, you're talking about Ricochet, right? That's that's the non-interesting titles going on right now. Ricochet Sorry, versus no Junior Mahal. Ricochet, but, yeah, be the high point of that's Friday what's night. going on. I don't. I do. I would agree that they don't have anything planned for Roman Reigns. Like the end game here was him lifting both titles, and there was nothing past that. And they're like booking it on yeah. the go. But yeah. I have nothing against the tag team titles being unified. They need to do it. Ricochet, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. You're, you're Ricochet, your intercontinental, intercontinental, intercontinental champion. What's going on? Ain't nothing going on but the rent. It's just yeah. like, the hall, and then you're gonna get theory, theory because he's no longer Austin. Theory against Finn Balor next week for the U.S. Championship. Okay. Yeah, and they've really buried both of those titles. Neither of them yeah. were featured on WrestleMania. Both <laughs> champions lost to Theory headed into WrestleMania. And um, I just think Roman Reigns has obviously cleared out that division. It's like they now need to rebuild somebody. Um, and I think he has a couple. I, I could see him against McIntyre, Lashley. Um, Shinsuke Nakamura looks like he's on deck. And so they can have a path toward Cody. I just hope it's not uh, too repetitive. I hope that they find some direction with this belt collector gimmick and they don't just hold yeah. the belts and don't have ideas for who they face next. Don't, don't compare him to that other champion by saying the word belt collector. He's not a belt collector. <laughs> belts, belts hold your pants up, okay? He's a championship collector. Please. Championship collector. <laughs> what were we talking about? Oh, yeah, NXT. <laughs> this was yeah, a good opening match, but with Cameron Grimes, they've had this problem now. His journey is great, and then he gets to the top of the mountain, and it's like, well, I guess we got to go back down the mountain now. 
Yeah, but he's still on the top of the mountain. Um, we'll see. I, I do see Carmelo Hayes beating him for that title, though. Carmelo Hayes, you know, I know they told the story with Cameron Grimes, and this is beautiful and stuff like that, but I really love that A champion thing he was doing. He was a great champion in NXT. Yeah. Um, I mean, we'll see where they go, but I, I just worry sometimes when they just uh, keep the same folks in the same feuds again and again, you know? Yeah. Uh, good match though. Good match to open up the show. But yeah, Carmelo. Oh, I, w- I wonder if uh, Cameron's gonna have to team up with Solo for a tag match against Trick and Carmelo next week. I could see it. Oh, but I mean that's WWE booking, right? Yeah. Right Can there. Can they coexist? Can they coexist? Um. So five team gauntlet match announced for tonight for the NXT tag titles. Waller and Sanga interrupted and uh, cutting a promo tonight. Interesting. They've been a force, but they haven't really gotten a push, I think, with Creed and then uh, Pretty Deadly coming from NXT UK. I did enjoy Malcolm Bivens calling them pretty stupid. <laughs> um, yeah, a, a lot of these teams have been facing one another again and again and again. But what do you think of Braun Breaker's promo tonight and his reaction to uh, Joe Gacy <laughs> kidnapping his father at the end of last week? <laughs> oh, but Braun said his father's back home now, so important just for those worried about rick steiner rick steiner is safe i didn't like that i didn't like that at all i I didn't like the fact that we went off the air because it's like episodic television right we go off the air with him locked up and the villains got him and then the next week it's like oh no 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 don't worry he went home while you guys weren't looking it's it's not very good storytelling not very good it is terrible storytelling and there should have been a rescue attempt yeah, they really should have rescue should, attempt. They should have been like like some kind of segment in which Rick Steiner just is too demanding, and this guy's like, you know what? I'm just gonna let you go. I don't have time to like fulfill your demands. Like he starts asking for a pillow, a blanket. Then he's on <laughs> kind of special diet, so he cannot eat like gluten. He has to be like like lactose intolerant. And Joe Gacy is like, listen, I don't have time for all of this, okay? And he just frees him like because he don't have time to follow up with his demands. I I would have liked that. It could have been like Missy Quigley in Yellow Jackets, where yeah. you know, he's feeding him, and he could have gotten the whole shot for shot. Could have been like cigarette, poison the yeah. cigarette. Yeah. Could have been like ruthless people, where uh, Braun didn't want to pay the ransom, so they kept lowering it and lowering it and lowering it. You know, but he just didn't care. <laughs> Rather spend the money on you know a new like Irox Z or something. Um, but you know what? To your point, because I didn't get to watch NXT last week because uh, my flight was delayed. Regardless, I had no clue what the hell was going on. Right, I didn't keep up with him for some reason. I actually missed spoilers. So I was like, what is happening? Like the first thing I said, I was actually streaming, was like, why is Joe Gacy in the title picture? Like, what did I miss in one week that Joe Gacy, instead of Tony D'Angelo, is the person going after Braun Breaker? Tony D'Angelo beat Tommaso Ciampa last I watched NXT. So why is he not trying to go for Braun Breaker here? Right. I was very confused. Yeah. Uh, Terry Allen Jr. 247 saying the cyber chase show Gilbert voice digit the cyber. That's right. You know, in effect, uh, on Pluto TV, it's free to stream right now, or you can rent it if you want to watch it with ads. There's a great documentary called Gilbert, uh, from like five yes. years ago about Gilbert Gottfried. So good. And it has the single best telling of the Catherine Zeta Jones joke that I've ever heard. Amazing. Documentary. Uh, and then, uh, Kelvin, Kelvin R. Alexander, $5 saying Lash got her heat back tonight. She's the biggest heel on NXT now. Wow, the biggest heel. I thought she was very good in that segment. I, I, I we'll felt like, that. I mean, we'll talk about that when we go there, but yeah. I thought she did a really good job performance-wise. Yeah, people really popped for that. But hey, Alfred, I think we got an ad tonight before we, we go further in the show. Do got an ad. And before anybody goes any further, we can get you out of debt with our newest partner in terms of sponsor, 
Uh, it is Conrad Thompson. We are partnering with Conrad Thompson and First Family Mortgage to help you future endeavor all your debt. Got credit cards, car loans, or a second mortgage? Savewithwink.com can help you consolidate all that debt and get the cash you need. Get started with just a few clicks at savewithwink.com. Here are more details from Tony Schiavone, and we will see you back in 30 seconds. And I will bring this up in just a little bit from our good friend, Tony Schiavone. I got as soon it. As I, okay, go ahead. <laughs> Hello, wrestling fans. Tony Schiavone here for my good friends at First Family Mortgage and WrestlingInc.com. So why don't we get you a plan together today? Let's pay off your house faster. Let's get you out of that credit card debt. Let's get a lower monthly payment. First Family Mortgage can help. Complete the fast and easy form, and a member of Conrad's team will be in touch very soon. Savewithwink.com. We thank hey. them for sponsoring the Wrestling Inc. podcast. So, Tim Mickles, four ninety nine. Alfred, I missed the show tonight. More importantly, did I miss Nikita Lyons? <laughs> well, only briefly. She was <laughs> briefly yeah. on the show. Um, got kind of cut off. I really didn't like where that promo was going. It seemed like it was overly scripted, and they, I didn't like how she was being scripted. But then they ended it pretty quickly and had uh, Lash Legend. It's abrupt. There. It was very abrupt. We'll talk about that. Um, no pinfalls tonight, Tim. So you didn't miss much. I wonder. I wonder if NXT is almost ill-equipped to handle this properly. But I know they had a lot of mechanics. They had a lot of business to conduct tonight. Yeah, especially with the tag titles being vacated. So we'll talk about it. But let's talk about uh, Braun's promo and then Gacy's response. And Gacy stole the Hall of Fame ring. Stole the ring and he um, burned it. He threw it into the fire. And then put it on his finger and it sizzled. So now when he uh, clutches the ring and says Shazam, he'll turn into Rick Steiner. Oh my God, please. That, that would be the only way the storyline could get any wackier. I, I didn't, I wasn't, okay, here's the thing. I liked this as a heat segment in terms of the villain doing something dastardly. It's like him burning that Hall of Fame ring is a good idea. This character, I know, and that's the thing. At the time it happened, when they did this segment, when he burned it, I was like, okay, that's a good heat segment for the villain to do. When they came back and then he put it back on, it's like, this character is going off the rails. And it's just thought he was burning the ring. I thought he was branding himself. I was like, this is getting a little kinky. Yeah, I mean, that's what he ended up doing. This is why we can't do this together. So, <laughs> you didn't think that was you didn't think that was a little kinky. In what on. world is that a sex thing? Oh, it is. It's a sex thing. Oh yeah, masochistic. It is a, yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, too good. old. You kids. You kids have gone far. Gone. You kids have taken this too far. You know, my generation, we had like three things that were taboo. What that were wasn't they, good man? enough for What you were these three I'm things? Not Please teach us. Oh, I gotta hear it. Yeah, you're a wise man. Come on, we need to well, know. Anything outside of, you know, missionary sex and a loving, committed marriage was considered edgy. And that wasn't good enough for your generations. You know what Roman Reigns said about missionary position? Hmm. Would you rather burn your finger with a Hall of Fame ring than watch an episode of Raw? <laughs> oh, it's a tough call. It's a tough call. <laughs> you may have gotten it. You may have finally figured it out. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, I don't like this Joe Gacy character at all. And it's the same problem I have with the Sonya Deville character where they had a chance to create like a realistic, edgy, maybe make people uncomfortable, but a very real three-dimensional character. And instead they backed off, they got scared with all this mainstream press. And so now he's just this weird, like super villain who has to cackle. And he reads his lines and delivers them fine. But I just think this character is awful. And for this to be in a main event with Braun Breaker, it does not feel like a main event character. I didn't like it at all. Oh, and by the way, what in the F is up with Sonya Deville challenging Bianca? Like, like this is now uncomfortable. Yeah, oh, no, I don't think yeah. it's, I think it's only uncomfortable because they're not addressing the elephant in the room. And it could be yes. good uncomfortable where they say that she's a problematic white woman. They don't have to tell you that. <laughs> yeah. She could be that character. I'd be fine with that because everybody knows one. It's fine. Uh, but That's they're not, not doing that. Yeah. They're, they're not going to do that. Why would Sonya agree to that? Why on earth would Sonya agree? It, she played a character. It's okay. It's fake wrestling. Like, nobody's going to think that the, uh, what's her real name? Uh, uh, starts with a D. Uh, <laughs> He is, is an actual racist. I mean, people know that this stuff doesn't work. Let's tell some real stories here. I don't know, so man. Come up with a clans robe, and it has to be over. Oh, there's plenty of forms. This would relate to a lot of people. She could just be somebody who's. Pro- she could say things like, "I don't believe in privilege." You know, she could just say those dog whistling things that will get people thinking and talking. Oh, okay. That 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 could be good. That could be legitimately good. They don't. They I'm don't really I'm glad that you're looking at it that way because I was like, really. <laughs> Sorry, you know, sorry, I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't like take it too seriously, but it was like my first instinct because I did like the swerve. I thought that was awesome. But the first thing that I said was like, really, bro? <laughs> like, bro. <laughs> you know what? It's even worse. I'll tell you this, Glenn. You're saying, oh, would you want to play this character? It's even worse. And now people are just kind of, you know, I was one of the earlier ones, probably the first one on this bandwagon. But now O'Shea Jackson, who's Ice Cube's son, has a huge following. And he had this tweet mm. where he said, Sony DeVille's attack more black people than heart disease. And so now, without them addressing that with the character, now people are making their own conclusions. I think that's worse for Sony DeVille because mm. now we're coming to that conclusion on Twitter. We're in W. WWE should be telling us that story that this character is being problematic. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think, I think, I think they're just going to channel all that energy into what can they have Joe Gacy say to own the libs. Yeah. I mean, they, and then they don't though. He's not even that character anymore. He's just some weird villain. It's, it's really not that good. And they had something with him early on. That's why, that's why Alfred, we need to do a hostile takeover of WWE creative and go to Vince and say, Vince, we're going we're gonna to tell the stories that your Let's writers are scared to tell. And uh, we're probably going to somehow all get canceled in the process. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, okay, so we saw Toxic Attraction backstage. And uh, Mandy hyping up her status before her match with Dakota Kai. We saw Jacket Time backstage getting attacked by Von Wagner. I don't, I, like the, the charisma that Von Wagner has is so impressive that he can't even make a backstage brawl look exciting. <laughs> Second, <laughs> it was that was so bad. <laughs> and then Robert I did Stone. like when he yeeted him, like when he yeeted him from the <laughs> yeah. to the crowd. Yo, that, <laughs> that was, that was awesome. impressive. <laughs> and again, Kushida should be going back in time to prevent all this from happening. I know he's got it right there waiting for him. I don't know why he's not doing it. You know, but we stumbled upon that last week. That is the best gimmick that WWE, that NXT just ignored just to give yeah. him the power of time travel. 
I agree. I think NXT really, especially if 2.0 when they're reinventing it, they could have just kind of gone over the top with some of these gimmicks. And I think he could have pulled this off if they were doing the uh, actual time travel gimmick. Yeah, no, right. absolutely. Um, but Robert Stone and Von Wagner, it's just like, bro, who gives a shit? I mean, Von Wagner's never been over. Robert Stone came in with a lot of hype and the Robert Stone brand had a bit of a moment that faded quickly. And uh, now here we are. Like, I just, I don't see this where this is elevating either guy, you know? Yeah, it's, it's really not. I thought that, you know, Robert Stone could pull this off, but it's not looking like it. Yeah. So uh, Von Wagner beat Ikamanjiro in what was like, nobody's match of the night. You know what's funny is that Robert Stone initially was supposed to be this parody of Tony Khan, but that was before Tony Khan started showing that he could be crazy sometimes. If there's any time to make a parody of Tony Khan, it's like this guy would be gold every week, like yeah. coming out talking about robots, like we're going to get all your robots. <laughs> like this is the time to make a parody of Tony Khan, not yeah. when AEW first opened up. They're just leaving money on the table. <laughs> By the way, I was trying. I was trying, Alfred. I was like trying to find the right photo to make an animated gift of Tony Twitter fingers. <laughs> you still can. There's still time. I know. I was looking last night. I was looking for an image. And I was like, if we could just animate the fingers to go like that or put little birds on them or something. You know? <laughs> Tony Twitter fingers. The legend. Yeah. Tony Twitter fingers. <laughs> uh okay let's talk nikita lines backstage talking to mckenzie and this wasn't really a promo this started to get to be a bit of a promo when the lash came out and just kicked her square in the chest uh right after nikita mentioned mandy rose yeah it was just one cliche after another from nikita lines and again i'm not blaming nikita i'm just there she's just like we're gonna take it to the limit we're gonna we're gonna do all the things and then lash immediately interrupted this and lash was great I loved her. Lash, I thought Lash, I thought this moment was for Lash Legend. I didn't like that it was a slight second, but you saw Nikita racing for impact before we saw Lash Legend actually enter the, the frame. Right, but didn't get kicked in the chest. Like, don't brace and wait forever before you can see the actual person coming in. It, that took a little bit away from it from me, but overall, I love Lash Legend in this segment. I mean, I got to give credit on this. I don't know how I could stand there and completely no sell my fear if I knew somebody was going to come in and attack me. Like, it's, it's one of those me. weird things. And, and you have you see it sometimes when somebody's walking to the ring when they have to kind of sell that they don't see somebody running behind them. But in real life, they know somebody's coming. So you can kind of see them. Yeah, they're like, but, yeah, it is a tricky thing. But no, I agree with Issa because it would have come off way better if she was just talking and then she just got kicked in the face. It would be way more surprising. Yeah. Uh, I mean, good moment, unexpected. Yeah. You know, but this feud. Uh, I don't know. They got to add. They got to add some fuel to this fire. I think. Yeah, I wonder what they're going to do. They already had the match. I felt like you know they they could have done a little building up before it, but they had the match, so maybe they'll do a stipulation. Yeah, or two, got, you know the fifty-fifty booking and then the rubber match. I th- I mean I think Nikita should be undefeated for the foreseeable future. She should. Yeah. She's good. Um, so Dakota Kai versus Mandy Rose for the NXT Women's Championship. Mandy retaining tonight. Issa, what did you think of this match? It was a little bit sloppy, but mm-hmm. <laughs> let's, like, let's be real. There was a lot of misses on this match. And I do think that Mandy Rose has improved and grown on me a lot as NXT Women's Champion. But when she doesn't have um, chemistry, like the best chemistry with someone, it just shows. It becomes very, very obvious. 
But I mean, toxic attraction standing strong. Also, did I miss when they changed the women's NXT title to the white belt, or was that brand new? Yeah, that uh, was. I think it's stand and deliver. Yeah, they did that at stand right. and deliver. I think they did. All right. Well, it looked. Oh, it looked absolutely good. beautiful in white. I really like it with the white belt. I am a white um, belt fan, like I've always have been. But yeah, this match unfortunately was uh, was a little bit sloppy. If I if I had to just be honest about it. Yeah, I didn't like this match at all. Not only for the sloppiness, but you know, these I like Manny Rose. I think Manny Rose has been very good to come off like a star, but these toxic attraction matches are starting to get a little much in terms of the outside interference, and it's really kind of compromising the match, especially on TV when they don't have as much time. So it just feels like it's only a matter of time within the first couple of minutes, and you're getting all this outside interference. And I do think it affects the match. Yeah. Toxic attraction, though, as a whole, I mean, looks great and carries yeah. themselves incredibly. Yeah, they do. So, uh, Wendy Chu appeared with a super soaker, and uh, this was fun. This was fun. I've never seen people freak out this much over water, except maybe <laughs> the Wicked Witch of the West. Uh, do you not pay for a blowout on your hair and you don't want to get your hair wet? Listen, I will, I will <laughs> mess somebody up if I just got out of the beauty salon and you try to wet my hair, it's on. <laughs> <laughs> I just trying to explain it from a female's perspective. Maybe that's yeah. why you didn't understand it that way. But if those extensions were freshly glued on Mandy Rose hair, you can't wear oh, yeah. it. Like same with eyelashes extensions, you can't wear those, wet those for 24 hours. So a uh, super soaker is extremely dangerous to a girl who just got done with her glam routine. Now, how do they attach extensions? Did they glue those on? I thought we thought they like wove them in with some sort of apparatus. Wait, what? With hair extensions, you're saying they glue on hair extensions? I always thought depends. they depends. Like they can be glued, they can be sewn in, they can be yeah. they can be clipped in. It depends on which oh. extensions you get. There you go. See, I learn something oh. all the time. Yeah, me too. It's know, your, like... your generation only have probably like one kind of hairstyle, but our True. generation has like multiple different kinds of hair extensions. You'd be surprised. We had the weave and that was it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the lace front. Yep. <laughs> uh no, but I thought uh Look, Wendy Chu is just absolute superstar. Yeah. She's on the rise. Like, uh, I could. Is she too gimmicky to be the NXT Women's Champion? Yes. No. No. <laughs> that, was, that was perfect. That was perfect. <laughs> the polarization continues. Yeah. <laughs> Even when we disagree, we have chemistry. We I know. I'm trying to think. We haven't really had of the main titles, men's or women's. We've never really had a gimmick champion. We have a gimmick tag uh, champ. Hello, Nikki Ash likes to say hello to you. No, no, an NXT. Oh, though, good point. An NXT. The oh well, is, yeah. I will say Wendy Chu is gimmicky, but I don't think she's too gimmicky to be champion because she can work and she's. Kind oh, yeah. of, I think she's going to endear herself doing this, and all you have to really do is let her get a little more serious. That I might have said um, yes a year ago, but just seeing how they did with Orange Cassidy, which they actually kind of dropped the ball with him. I felt like they got him to a level after being a complete gimmick. They did get him to a level where he beat Chris Jericho, and I felt like he was a guy who could be in the main event mix. If they're able to do that same kind of thing with Wendy Chu, where they have her actually start winning matches and showcase her moves and like a serious contender, I do think that she could be taken seriously as a champion. What a world would we'll be living in if Wendy Chu is the women's champion and Tony D'Angelo is the men's NXT champion? What a world. I'm here for it. I mean, I'm here for Tony. What do you think about Tony trying to give a fat envelope of cash to Legado del Fantasma backstage tonight? 
I thought Santos was great in this. I thought it was such a baby face. I thought they, because I guess Santos Escobar is going to be the baby face in this feud. I mean, it might be a heel versus heel thing, which Santos Escobar always seems to be in heel versus heel feuds. Uh, but I like the line that like his family isn't worth any type of money. And that really resonated with that crowd. Uh, but you know, you turned know. down Tony kind of family. Money. I don't know what kind of family he has because my family will call me a dumbass for turning down <laughs> that kind of money. Yeah. I'll, take so, that money. I'll go home and my mom will be like, You idiot, go back and get it. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just funny for him to use the family gimmick on somebody who has been clear he's all about family, right? So he felt like we're gonna go with two complete different family dynamics here. Is that mm -hmm. what the feud is going to be? Ah. Two different philosophies of family. Is it about yeah? To the perspective of viewing family, I, I don't know, but I'm just saying. Would you, would your, would your family not be pissed at you if they saw you turning that much money down? Oh yeah, they would. Yeah, they'd be like, we're absolutely worth that money. You go back. And we're more, more than that but that's a great start like if my mom yeah. was there as i'm turning it down my mom will be like no no this is a good start give it here we'll take the down payment yeah sure right <laughs> so with cora jade if oh, it was God. not more obvious that they are <laughs> what <laughs> oh god i can't wait to hear what isa thinks about this i mean this is the bailey playbook like times yeah, bailey from week.com Maybe. <laughs> Dollar General. Get baby. Isa. Let's get to Issa's. I want, I want to... Okay, Issa. So, uh, Cordade. I don't have to admit, she kind of got me tonight. I like teared up a little bit when Natalia showed you up. Soft. When Natalia showed up and said that I went to DM you and I saw that you would DM me back from like 2011. Me like, that was my DMs. Me. Yeah. <laughs> I've had a couple of those too. Uh, but I, I was like, oh, this is kind of a nice moment because this is real. I mean, you have to remember Cora is very young. She hasn't been in this business. Yeah, long. yeah. I, of course she's fan. very young. She was like, I wrote in my journal when I was eight years old that I was going to win the championship. I was like, and that was what, two years ago? Like, okay, get in line, girl. You still got a long time to go. I was watching this live. I did a watch along in my channel. She plugged. And she had, it was the first time that I yawned all night. That girl was putting me to sleep with her robotic, I am going to be NXT champion because it is my dream. Like, Tony, Tony Twitter fingers was probably like, there's a bot. There's a bot right there. <laughs> it, was, it was the very first time that I popped for Natty's music. And Lord knows how long. This is how boring this promo was. I'm sorry. She's not it. Not yet. Not yet. I couldn't wait. I kept screaming, Natty, put her in the sharpshooter already. Please, yeah. like, put me out of my misery. Great. Good for Natty, though. Good for well, Natty. So, so Natalia's going to be on NXT, it looks like, now going forward. And yeah, took out uh, Cora tonight with the sharpshooter. Cora, this is the part that did Cora no favors. Cora tapped before that was even all the way in. Like, they could have <laughs> I mean... stood to have her withstand it for like 10 seconds, maybe before something. It was very reminiscent of the sharpshooter from the screw job where, you know, Sean put it on wrong and he had to retwist the legs. Mm. Uh, so yeah. they had that kind of moment. I thought as an idea, it was an okay idea. I agree that Cora J definitely needs work on her promo. She's still very new, but definitely came off as nervous in front of this crowd. I didn't like how they just made her look kind of like a chump. It's one thing to be kind of endearing as a fan, but they just made her look like the biggest nobody in terms of like, I'm a fan of yours and I'm just going to keep fangirling out. And I just felt like they caked it on way too much. But I will say, I thought Natalia was great in this segment in terms yes, of, you knew that there was going to be a confrontation, but her like getting emotional and crying 
was is you know it's like on the level of a Mark Henry in terms of her get you you think that it was just going to be maybe yeah they were going to nice. go as baby faces at first. I was thinking like I okay at first they'd be baby faces together maybe, but then for her to completely do a one eighty, maybe it's because I'm evil myself. But I never one second as soon as that music hit, I knew the sharpshooter was coming. I just wanted them to get to it. I kind of like knew <laughs> the vibe, the energy, the look that she had going. That was not like if you wanted Natty to pretend she was going to be baby face, she would have shown up first of all in a ponytail. Like, second of all, maybe in some lighter color. No, no, no. Natty showed up looking like that bitch. And you already know she's going to put this little girl to, <laughs> to sleep. Like, you know, you know. And that, and there's like, there's such a good vibe here with Cora J being so young and Natty being like the veteran of veterans in the women's division that I, I like it. But I really couldn't wait for them to get to the Natty sharpshooter part. I don't know that the promo did Cora J any favors, but I do think this program will do her some major, you know, favors. This is kind of a weird thing to say, but I feel like Cora has more genuine sort of that aw shucks thing than Bailey had. I feel like with Bailey, she you could tell she was acting really well. With Cora, it seems almost too real. And I think sometimes that makes her seem can't even not- skate. What's so real? <laughs> I actually feel the opposite. Yeah. I, I always thought Bailey had an authenticity about how like her innocence and whatnot. And I think Cora Jade, even though it is a shoot and that she is a lifelong fan and whatnot, I did feel like she was acting and it wasn't. And that's only because she doesn't have a lot of experience on camera doing this kind of stuff. Yeah. So uh, where do you think this goes from here? I think Natty's going to put all of these pictures on check real quick. Are we gonna get I'm happy Natty for Natty. Mandy? I'm happy for Natty, honestly. No, I don't know that we'll get there yet. If we do, it's gonna take a little while because it looks like there's a couple of people that are gonna step up to Natty. Maybe she is in NXT for a little bit. I hope so. Yeah, I mean, does this mean Natty and Shayna's over? Because I actually thought that was a pretty good tag team pairing. I know. Yeah, then they're on their way to something. But yeah, I would have no problem if Natty was in NXT. And she seemed legitimately, you know, even though it ended up being a swerve, she did seem legitimately like overwhelmed and taken aback by the positive response she received that, you know, because with all due respect to Natty, she's not really booked as somebody who gets these big pops these days. That's and what I'm saying. Cora Jane's, Jane's promo was so boring that she made me act like <laughs> Natty's music hitting was the greatest thing that ever happened in NXT television. <laughs> See, but to your point, Alfred, where I disagree with you, see, I think I think a good actor makes you believe sincerity even more than real than mm-hmm. real emotion. Like, because I think there's a way you play it for TV. And I think that's the problem with Cora. Is I, like, Cora could almost, um, I think, just benefit from more promos, more opportunities to just seem more confident. You know what I mean? Definitely. I always sympathize with Bailey to where with Cora, I really just wanted somebody to come out and beat her up. So I don't know what that says. <laughs> Um, so Draco Anthony versus Zion Quinn. I didn't see uh, much of this because uh, this is where my dinner showed up. So I was unpacking. What do you have? We, so there's this place called Veggie Eat in Summerlin and they have like, it's all mock meat. It's all vegan. We normally get the Chinese mm-hmm. food, but they also have sushi, which I've noticed here. Like in Vegas, a lot of places just combine all their, all the different Asian cuisines. So we ordered the sushi from Veggie Eat tonight and it was just okay. Their Chinese food's better. That that whole thing was more interesting than this match or why it happened. <laughs> yeah, this match again, especially why it happened because it was the weirdest thing where it's like he gives him advice and then he gets mad and then now they're feuding after for a couple of weeks they were allies. So right, you know, basic story right. in terms of he mocked the haka dance and then 
Zion got mad, but I don't care. Right. <laughs> but overall, I'm looking at my time the whole time, like thinking we have a gauntlet match to get to with some really yeah. talented tag teams. How much time are we giving them? Did we really need this match here? But I mean, now that we're going to get into the gauntlet match, I don't know that the Cree brothers could have gone any longer than what they did. They were gassing out yeah, out there. They were blowing <laughs> up. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to WWE Creed Brothers. Yeah. That's gotta be like the shittiest thing if you're gonna run the gauntlet and then lose at the end. I mean, I mean that always about, happens. That always happens. And, and that's also like a sign, it's a big endorsement from WWE because they yeah. really and I saw somebody in the chat earlier say, like, has anybody ever won the gauntlet from start to finish? Maybe it's happened, but I don't remember it yeah. ever happening. But the no, biggest endorsement yeah. they can give, they did it with Seth, they did it with Kofi, where you go all the way and then because the baby face, you know, he's kind of trying to fire up and isn't able to to fight, then they lose. They did it so recently with Rhea Ripley too. Unfortunately, they yeah. didn't go anywhere with it. But I remember Rhea having an impressive performance not too long ago in a gauntlet match and losing it on the last round. Did Kofi yeah. win the whole gauntlet match? I can't remember. No, he didn't. No, he did not. Yeah, he he got to the end, and then I think he lost to Brian. If I'm not yeah. mistaken, it was Brian or something like that. But he didn't. Rollins also did not win his, mm. but he went over 60 minutes and then got out at 28 minutes. <laughs> yeah, that was crazy, and that makes you appreciate that more. That's I don't think even though it, it was kind of made him a legend, I don't think people appreciate just how ridiculous that was for him to go over an hour against different wrestlers and, and how hard that's going to be a out. hard record to be. That's going to be a very hard record to be the longest performance in Monday Night Raw. I don't know that anybody other than Seth Rollins, Crosby Jesus yeah. himself is going to be able to outdo that. But to, to back to this match, I, I was just worried for time for the gauntlet match. But oh, again, NXT always has an overrun. So I figured they were going to get time. But I was just that's what I was worried about during this match, which goes to show yeah. you it's not a field that people are invested in. Well, so uh, speaking of tag teams, before the match, uh, Indy and Dexter, Persia and Duke were backstage, and Dexter and Duke teaming up. Dukester. That's, I yes. just came up with that right then and there. <laughs> I like that. Let's do it. Dukester. I, so I was been thinking, I think I've mentioned this on the podcast, that they were going to do some kind of like swinger angle. That's what they've kind yeah. of been intimating toward. So they did kind of switch partners, but not in the way that I thought they would. So, you know, very progressive way to switch partners here. This is gonna end in some kind of OnlyFans page. Yeah, if it hasn't already, they're gonna not come for my money. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> there <we go. laughs> so, Creed started tonight versus Legado del Fantasma, defeating them. I think this went on the longest out of all of the matches. Yeah. right. They gave they yeah. gave this time, and, and they should have. This is the best match, easily the best match out of everything yeah. that they had. In. Yeah, and then Brooks yeah. and Dunn, then Waller and Sanga, and then lastly, Pretty Deadly. I mean, this was good. This was a lot of wrestling. This was very, was. very heavy. And a lot of I like Pretty Deadly. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't no, know who they were. I didn't. I had no clue who they were earlier on, and then I saw them cut that promo early in the show, and I was like, "Wow, new favorite tag team ever!" Oh my god! And yeah. you know what's funny? When they showed them on the sparkly tops, I was just like, yes. "I said white Millie Vanilli is a joke last week." Yeah, seriously. <laughs> And that was just because of their hair, really. Um, but oh my, like, yeah, they've got that Siegfried and Roy thing going on. I'm oh, I love them it. so much. I was on my yeah. stream earlier today, and I was like, I have no clue who these guys are. And everybody was like, you're going to like them. And I'm like, okay, I'll leave it up to you. And then as soon as I saw them, I was like, 
I think I love them. <laughs> yeah, they're just so different from everything, not only in NXT, but in WWE, maybe even in wrestling. And it's just, they add this, like, it's almost like walking to the Wizard of Oz. You know, NXT 2.0's got the colors for their logo, but right. with them, it's like walking into black and white and adding color to them. Because just when you see everything in all these vignettes, and then you see that, it's like, wow, this is very different. And, and yeah. as heels, I think these guys are going to be great. And a lot of the tag teams are freaking boring as hell. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so this really adds something. Um, yeah, but in six months they're going to be, you know, the fashion constables. I'm sure. You know, probably they're gonna. <laughs> I hope not. I really, really like them. Um, and I, I, I thought the Creed brothers had an incredible performance tonight in this gauntlet yeah. match. I thought they looked great. I kind of felt bad for them in defeat because I, I personally wanted them to win back a span and deliver. So the fact that they still, even with the unfortunate situation of these tag teams being relinquished the way that they got relinquished but at the same time i told you i saw pretty deadly and they got my attention right away so i don't think that it's a bad decision in wwe to put the titles on them uh, man if i were malcolm bivens i would just f- f- like maybe keep ivy nile and just rebuild all of diamond mine at this point <laughs> really and cut out the creed brothers i mean they're, they're actually wow. to cut the creed they're good but they're like a less charismatic american alpha I mean, oh my god, they were so tired by the end. They were so red. They were and they can wrestle. red. <laughs> but this is what I'm saying though. It's like when you watch the Creed brothers, okay, yes, there's like the the FTR factor of like, oh, these guys are old school tag team wrestlers, really, you know, solid athletes, really good. What are their characters? What's what's I don't their know. thing? I still don't know which one is which. And yeah. we've been American Alpha had charisma off the charts. Yes. And they were, I think, better athletes than the Creed brothers are. Well, yeah, I mean, you could say that, especially in the case of Chad Gable, who was, I believe was an Olympian. Um, but with the Creed brothers, I don't think they really need, a, I mean, they've got the gimmick as being shooters. They're just like two badass shooters. It's very simple. I think Malcolm Bivens is perfect for them because he does their talking for them. And I do think come a year from now, once they really get this wrestling business down, I mean, you got to wonder for their experience level to be able to go in there for 43 minutes and look even passable was going to be a tough ask. And I thought they looked just fine in the spot. Definitely were moments, especially with that Brooks and Dunn match where they looked completely green but you could definitely see the potential and i think if you know a year from now once they learn wrestling i think they're going to be really really good yeah we'll Just, see you know I they mean, need to learn promos and stuff like that we all know the entertainment fact is going to be very important but you know so far so good yeah i mean this batch night i think had a lot of high points it's uh but but that's the thing though it's like here's the tough part about nxp nxt being pure developmental again and about being like the road to the main roster, pretty deadly comes in. You can't take your eyes off them. Like so polished in the ring tonight. So much uh, chemistry and charisma, very unique look, whether you like it or not, you know, it's just, it's, I think it's going to be tougher in NXT for people that are in the old model of it. That if you don't have, if you're not an exceptionally gifted athlete in the ring, or you don't have, like just oozing charisma and promo ability, like where do you fit in? But I would assume that's why they put him put him with Malcolm Vivens to give that aspect of things and just let them go yes. out there yeah. and wrestle. Because they have an excellent mouthpiece. Yeah. Although I think with time in mind though, I don't know. I feel like they need to almost streamline it a little bit. You know, and I still they- feel like Malcolm talks enough. Yeah. Yeah, me neither. And he, he does great with what he's given. I thought his facials were great, especially when they lost and he just looked like a yeah. child who like dropped his ice cream. <laughs> yes. <laughs> ah, but no, this was a good gauntlet match tonight. I'm trying to think if we ever really had was. a tag team gauntlet match in NXT before. I don't I think don't so. I was actually so. wondering that myself, and I don't remember one. 
NXT hasn't even done that many gauntlets. I want to say there may have been two before. Good main event, but yeah, this was like 40% of the show. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So all in all, Alfred, what did you think of this week's show? It was fine. You know, Championship Tuesday, so I like how they promoted that. Uh, I mean, I don't think it was the greatest show. I thought it was a a little bit throwaway, pretty newsworthy, and, and I did like Pretty Deadly. I think they were a highlight of the show. Lisa? Yeah, same. Pretty deadly and seeing an appearance by Tony D'Angelo. Still not sure why he's not in the title picture after defeating Tommaso Ciampa. I'm going to complain about that until you start using him the right way. But overall, it was a fun show. Was it must-watch? No, but it was fun. There were some good moments. I don't think it was bad um, by any means, by any stretch. But uh, yeah, I'm just going to pick things up, get things going again. We don't know when the next NXT premium live event or uh, special very very on a very special episode of nxt uh we don't know when that's happening so uh yeah so was pretty me, deadly the ones causing all the chaos backstage yeah. is that what okay because i told you i missed it so i haven't been watching okay good i love and the weird thing is when they showed up uh last week at the end of the match they were like masked they looked more like in the like pete dunn like the old school pete dunn sort of like badass european sort of way which yeah. is why tonight this was quite a tonal change that's what I was kind of thinking after seeing their traditional office tonight, it would have been really funny if they were in hoodies with bare midriffs. <laughs> <laughs> That's money right there. That would have been awesome. That is some fashion police Brazango shit. Yeah. <laughs> I would have loved it, but I didn't. I kind of put two and two together, you know, after kind of like going everything. But I, re- I just really liked them. Yeah. Uh, but also a good episode. Solid. Yeah, of course. It's Tuesday. Championship Tuesday. Championship Tuesday. Okay, we've got somebody that we need to ban from the chat forever. Jeffrey Sullivan, <gasps> it's been nice knowing you, but uh, wow. you're not slander wow. the God like that. Wow. That is not. I'm not even going to read what it says, but uh, you're gone forever, my guy. <laughs> wow. Uh, Dynamite I'm offended by that. I'm offended by that chat, honestly. Oh, and uh, next week, uh, Natalia's wrestling Tatum Paxley. Yes. yes, that'll be interesting. It'll Which be good to have Natalia. Tatum Paxley. That's a very no random clue. name generator. No clue who she is, but she looked at, she looked like a like a bootleg um uh Britt Baker. Yes, when she I did. first saw her on screen tonight. Yep, she did. Like like Britt Baker before she could afford good gear. <laughs> Britt Baker versus Nia Jax. He oh said, this, is why, stop. Stop. This, this is why you have to try and get signed as like a heel announcer in NXT and you could just go in and just, you know, oh, I would love that. Tear hard every wrestling. I always, I've always said it because I always get asked and I'm like, if I was ever to become like involved in wrestling, it would be as a manager. I just want to talk shit. That's all I want. And let yeah. somebody else fight for me. <laughs> I want to hear Issa's commentary, but Vince doesn't get to be in her ear. She just gets to let those clips fly. <laughs> And Tiffany Stratton's taking on Saray next week. Yeah. Her daddy booked <laughs> Now, her daddy is her father, right? Did well, we I ever establish that? We don't. They never established that. She just says her daddy. That's why I think it's going to be big, sexy, big daddy, cool, Kevin Nash. There's, there's different kinds of daddies. So she could be referring to a different daddy every time, you know? We all daddy. find father figures where we need to in our community. Perhaps in school, perhaps in the church, Absolutely. perhaps on, daddy, perhaps on OnlyFans. Here, you know, um, women have called me daddy, and I don't have any kids. There you go. <laughs> People call me daddy. <laughs> Is that right? 
I know I'm oh. doing. He's like, I need to end this. I need to. Yeah, end this, this is just gonna devolve really fast, really, really fast. We almost made it the whole hour. Yep. Okay, everyone. Uh, thanks for coming out tonight. We'll catch you back here next time on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care, everyone. Bye.